This issue of the Sunspots Comics Podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Cryptid Zoo at cryptidzoo.com. Cryptid Zoo is basically a t-shirt line that's uniquely and strangely infused with augmented reality, and it's inspired by cryptozoology folklore figures like the Bigfoot. All the shirts are designed and hand-screen printed on 100% cotton, pre-shrunk t-shirts by the artist and owner of Cryptid Zoo, our friend, Julian Meyer. You gotta see it. You hover your smartphone over the shirt and it does stuff on the screen. It's pretty crazy. It just comes to life. You gotta see it. So please check out cryptidzoo.com and also use the promotional code Sunspots Comics. That's right. And you'll get 30% off your purchase. Most of the Cryptid Zoo shirts are about 27 bucks. So it's a great deal. And that's with tax and shipping included before the discount. So don't forget, use Sunspots Comics as your promo code on cryptidzoo.com and you'll get a big discount and that is c-r-y-p-t-i-d-zoo.com hello hi everybody you are listening to the sunspots comics podcast issue 127 covering the new comic books that just came out on wednesday new comic book day october 4th and this particular podcast does whatever a spider can. I am your comic book loving host, Chris Latori. Thank you so much for joining us right here on the Sunspots Comics Podcast. I hope that you and all your loved ones are doing well. I have to address this quickly. I want to just say to all the victims of the horrible shooting in Las Vegas, all my love, all my prayers go to you and yours. I've always had a soft spot in Las Vegas. I lived there for 12 years, so it's always been my second home, and it was always good to me. I had two friends of mine that are also my mother's neighbors who were there, but thankfully got out alive and unharmed. Uh, Love you guys. I know you listen to the podcast, and hello. I'm so glad you guys are with us. Uh, My cousins, um, the three M's, you guys that live out there in Las Vegas, you lost a friend that was close to you, and I'm so sorry. I, I love you guys, and I'm so sorry that you've lost a friend in this horrible tragedy. I love you guys. And also to all of my other family and friends that live out there and that listen to the podcast, thank you so much. I love you. Stay strong. All my love and all my positive energy to all of you and all of the families and everyone involved and the victims of this tragedy. That's all I have to say about that. So what is the Sunspots Comic Podcast all about? Well, here's the gist. Using 57.875 years of comic book reading experience... And presented in my own little twisted, uniquely positively charged way, I recommend, review, and discuss my favorite picks of the best new comic books that just came out this week. So please tell a nerd loved one and never miss any issues of the Sunspots Comics Podcast by simply subscribing to us. Follow us along on all the social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, YouTube, all at one place. Easy to find, at Sunspots Comics. And two quick thank yous and a musical announcement. Thank you to my friend Nick Papa George for making our amazing Sunspots Comics theme song. Please check out the band Solution. He is the lead singer of the band. He shreds on the guitar. Go to solutionmusic.net for links to their stuff, to links to their music, and also some upcoming show dates. I have a quick announcement to make right now. For the next nine podcasts, I'll be playing one song from their brand new latest album, Palm Trees and Freeways, 
on each and every podcast for the next nine podcasts. So I'll be playing Solutions songs on the intro and outro. So just take a listen. It's already on this one, that little intro and listen to the outro. I highly recommend this band. If you love reggae, rock, just feel good music, or you just appreciate skilled musicians, you will love Solution. These guys are excellent. Good dudes. Please check them out also on Facebook.com slash Solution Reggae. Also, thank you to my son, Justin Jables Latori for his brand new Sunspot spinoff scene podcast, Sunspot Scene. It's available now. You, if you already subscribed to us, it's on the feed. You don't have to do anything. But it's my son, Jables, and his friends, Moises and Matt. They call themselves the Kung Pao 3 Delight. I love that name. And I love that Chinese food dish. One of my favorites, the spicy chicken. Mm. They talk about movies and TV shows of all genres, not just comic books. Plus, they usually play a strange, hilarious game at the end. So if you subscribe to the podcast, you'll already see it. But check it out. It's a fun, good time. It's called Sunspot Scene. And just follow them on Instagram, at Sunspots Scene. And right now, it's free comic book time. Yes! I've got two, actually. It's together in the bundle with the same code. I have a free digital copy of the Marvel Legacy Venom, issue number 155 from Marvel Comics. It's written by Mike Costa, stunning art by veteran artist who really holds a special nostalgic place in my heart for drawing Spider-Man for a ton of years, Mark Bagley. So great that he is returning to his early Spider-Man roots. So Eddie Brock has reunited with Venom, but this time he's injecting Venom with some sort of chill-out, like, serum? Like, potion? (laughs) Because he wants it to be more chill. Uh, Good luck with that. Eddie is also trying to get his life back on track, but... He just also wants to find a place for Venom in this world. So how's that going to go? You got to check it out. Issue 155 is free right to you. Plus this bonus digital copy of Royals Volume 1. The entire first collection of Royals Volume 1 called Beyond Inhuman. So super sweet bonus there. You get Venom issue number 155 and the entire collection of Volume 1 of Royals. So check it out. All you have to do to win both comics is be the first person to grab this digital code that I'm about to read. Grab it. Go over to marvel.com slash redeem. Just punch it in. See if you won. It's that easy. So here you go. Listen carefully. This is the digital comic book code for the free Venom issue 155 and the Royals volume one. Here it is. F is in Frank, C is in Charlie, M is in Mary, T is in Tom, W is in Whiskey, 7, F is in Frank, H is in Henry, I is in Indigo, F is in Frank, N is in Nancy, N is in Nancy. So there you go. By the way, this code expires October 1st, 2018. There are still some codes available on past podcasts, so you can go back and grab them uh, and punch them in and see if you won. So good luck. And please enjoy just a little something for me as a thank you for listening. And if you win, just please let me know at Sunspots Comics so I can give you a shout out and let the other listeners know that the code has been taken. So now let's get into the Sunspots Comics podcast number 2127, starting out with some stuff floating around in my nerd brain. The very first nugget of nerd that's just lodged deeply into my nerd lobes is some comic book, movie, and TV news. The Spawn movie reboot. Yes, Todd McFarlane, the creator of Spawn, was recently quoted at the New York Comic Con that they could begin pre-production on the Spawn reboot as early as next year, like maybe after Christmas this year. Todd McFarlane, the creator of the comic book Spawn, also he's an amazing Spider-Man artist for so many years, has partnered with Jason Bloom of Bloomhouse Bloomhouse Productions. Uh, Bloomhouse has produced some seriously well-made and well-reviewed 
low-budget horror films like Get Out and Split. Todd really hopes to ride that Bloomhouse train uh, into Spawn franchise success. I even heard there's a possibility that Stan Lee himself might break away from the Marvel Cinematic Universe cameos and make a, a quote-unquote dark, unfriendly, anti-cameo appearance in the upcoming Spawn movie. I love all of this. <laughs> I mean, I even love the campy but seriously fun 1997 Spawn movie. Still holds a warm place in my nerdy heart. So to hear that we are going to have a darker Spawn movie that is more true to the comic book just, just makes me giddy. <laughs> I mean, bring on the Spawn, as John Leguizamo would say, S to the P to the A to the on. <laughs> so anyway, I'm super excited about that. That closes the comic book movie and TV news. But the next thing that's up inside my nerd brain is I just got a Nintendo Switch. I don't have any games for this yet, <laughs> yet but I'm super excited uh, to start playing with it. I, just, I know it's like this half home slash ham, half portable gaming console. I don't know. I don't have any games. If you have a Nintendo Switch and you've got a Nintendo Switch game recommendation for me, let me know what I should get. Send me an email to chris at sunspotscomics.com. Or let me know, of course, on all the social medias, at Sunspots Comics. And I'm super excited to power this thing up, uh, update the software, plug in my personal information, and play with a Nintendo Switch. I can't, I can't wait. I'm excited. Also on my nerd brain is a recent blog post that I just posted about some superior service from Sphero. So my pal BB-8 from Sphero, <laughs> it's this uh, remote controlled by app or force controlled by the awesome force control watch, which I bought. It's on the fritz. It wasn't working. There was some problems with it. The folks at Sphero really surprised me and went out of their way to get my BB-8 back up and rolling. Uh, they're not a sponsor or anything. It's just on my nerd brain. I was really impressed by their superior service to support these nerdy toys that I love so much. To read more on this and uh, just go to my latest blog entry on the website, you can follow it at blog.sunspotscomics.com. But I'm super happy about that. The BB-8 is back. But check out the uh, the details there on my recent blog entry. And the last thing that's up inside my nerd brain is that I'm actually creating and writing a comic book called Zombie Destroyers. This is truly a passion project of mine that's just really been a dream of mine and a dream come true uh, since I was able to read, ultimately. I'm writing it, coloring it, lettering it, and my friend Jordan Hudson is doing the gorgeous art Please check out his Instagram at Jordan underscore Hudson underscore art. Thank you, Mr. Jordan. And a quick just little Zombie Destroyers update. Uh, Jordan inked pages 25. He's working on the inking for page 26. I'm putting the finishing touches on the writing on pages 27 and 28 because that's the end of issue number one. I'm also just tweaking the little creepy autobiographical bonus. Uh, it's a single bonus page at the very back of Zombie Destroyers issue number one, which I'm going to do in every issue of Zombie Destroyers. Put a bonus page in because I love bonus stuff. And if you want to see some sample pages of what my comic book looks like, just go to sunspotscomics.com, click on Zombie Destroyers. You can now see the cover page. There's no words. Actual pages one through four and a picture of Jordan's dad cosplaying at RCCC. As Zombie Destroyer's father and mentor, my character that I created out of my brain, Bruce. I still can't believe that he did that. You guys got to see this. Just go to sunspotscomics.com and click on Zombie Destroyers to check it out. And next up, I'd like to just quickly mention a segment we call Spotlighting. If you, or someone you know, is an independent comic book creator, we want to have a nerdy little chit-chat here about comic books that you're working on. 
we want to help support all you struggling creators out there like myself with zombie destroyers so if you are if you work in comic books and you want to chat here on a future podcast just send me a review copy of your comic book to my email chris at sunspotscomics.com or just message me on all social media and we can plan it and you can, you and i can have a little nerdy chit chat about comic books right here but hit me up at sunspots comics if you'd like to take and take part in that we actually have some interviews lined up and we're working out some schedules so there will be some people in comics interviews coming up very soon like the one we had uh, last pod with mr michael r martin the creator of the comic book blood and dust check it out on the last podcast it's awesome had a fun time and it's a great comic book so now on to my favorite part of the sunspots comics podcast which is my comic book reviews and recommendations where I pick my favorite comic books for New Comic Book Day Wednesday, October 4th. And of course, semi-light spoilerish alert. <laughs> but really have no fear. I just want to really inspire you to buy these comic books without spoiling them. I never discuss the last few pages and really only cover just some of the interesting points in a comic book. So really have no worry, but just in case you've been super semi-light, spoilerish alert. <laughs> also to see everything encapsulated into one place and see everything, all of my favorite picks, everything all cataloged, just go to sunspotscomics.com. Click on the pull list if you want to see all 107 titles that I'm currently reading. Also click on top comic books of the week to see all of my past top picks. Man, there's some good stuff there. I really... Uh, just update it, simplify it, and compact it every single week. I'm super proud of it. Just go check out sunspotscomics.com every so often. And this week's artist winner. I always pick an art winner and a cover artist winner. This week, gorgeous, 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 gorgeous art from Sean Murphy. He is our artist winner of the week. Check him out on Instagram at Sean Gordon Murphy. He did the art for Batman White Knight issue number one. It's a mini series of seven. I'm so glad that he's doing all the art and the writing for seven issues. I mean, he has such fine, accurate lines. He has just this amazing attention to detail and an amazing eye for where you need to be looking and making it look interesting. This little dance that he does when he jumps from the light to the dark in the same panel is really something special. You got to see it. He spends so much time and so many, he draws so many small lines on super small, but hyper clear little background details. I just love that. It really just helps you immerse you in the world that is Sean Murphy art. So thank you, Sean Murphy. You're easily the art winner of the week. A plus art. Thank you, Sean. This week's cover artist winner also is Trevor McCarthy. Check him out on Instagram at TrevorMC112 on Instagram. He just made this iconic, amazing cover art for New or for Nightwing New Order issue number two. It's this propaganda poster that has this symmetrically framed. It's just with with Nightwing symbols in each corner. Then the art is silhouetted in the center of the Bat Cop that in his body. Where um and at the very bottom there's Dick Grayson's son, Jake I think is his name. He's, uh, he's just powering up and getting ready to fight where his hands are glowing red. It's just so lovingly colored, so lovingly framed. The bat helmet design is so cool looking. You just got to see it. I love the way the visor is. Easily the artist cover winner this week. Way to go, Trevor. Thank you so much. Check it out. Nightwing New Order issue number two. Gorgeous, gorgeous cover. And the breakdown. I actually read 26 comics this week, and nine of them made it to the Great Ones recommendation list. That's pretty darn good. 
and new number ones, there were three. And actually two of the three new number ones made it to the top pick list, so that's excellent. Fantastic job, new number ones. So let's get into it, into my top comic book recommendations. This is the Great Ones list of comic books that came out New Comic Book Day, October 4th. I consider these comic books to be the best new comic books that came out this week. So go buy these immediately. Now on to the countdown. Coming in at number nine is from Image Comics. It's Extremity, issue number seven. And it's from Daniel Warren Johnson. He does the writing and the art with coloring by Mike Spicer. Extremity has been a continual top pick. It's been up there a lot. You should check out Extremity immediately. The opening action sequence here is just so beautifully drawn and gives you this great feeling of speed. I love that. It's a hard thing to capture to really make things look awesome and that they're moving fast. They do that with these speeders that they're flying on. It's great. Um, I really, at the core of this, I like that the, the daughters of the opposing clan fathers are being set up to battle each other. I love that. And of course, this uh, another ad, another thing at its core here for Extremity is the father-daughter relationship, or the father and the, his kids relationships. Um, they're not perfect. It's flawed. They have uh, problems. It's in this strange kind of world that has floating land masses, very much like an avatar kind of floating land. A lot of strange aliens. It's very a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away feel to it. And I love that. It's just it. it with the fantastic art, it just so lovingly immerses you in this strange world. But it's about brothers and sisters having problems. It's about their father that's that's set to be this Abba, this 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 clan leader, if you will, and how he struggles with that because he has to just be ruthless. And now he's even questioning how ruthless he has been. It's like we've been losing him slowly as the story is going along. And his daughter, who lost her hand, she's an artist and lost her hand, which Daniel Warren Johnson talks about how his motivation behind this story was in sort of a dream that he had that what if he lost his hand he's an artist himself and so he wrote that right in here so i always feel like it's just a bit of him drawn into this and it's just, he's just pouring himself out in here into some of his fears but i love the father having issues being the primary leader and a dad at the same time that's really what this is about with some stunning action stunning sort of strange looking aliens there's even just this moment where they're they're sitting looking at some ancient art. So it even has this very old sort of worn-in feeling that is the setting of this very world uh, with these strange, you know, a weird glowing, fi glow bleh, floating fixtures. It's just gorgeous. You have to see it. And they easily identify what uh, who is a part of what clan here because they have the like one with a green painted circle over their eye and then there's the red rectangle people. So even at times where you think, I can't tell who's who, Number one, his art doesn't do that. You can easily differentiate. And number two, they have those colored little spheres on their faces. So you know what sort of clan they're with. But it is very much these these two opposing sides of this war that's been going on forever. Check it out. It's extremity. It is great stuff. Issue number seven was phenomenal. It just kind of keeps getting better and better. So grab extremity. You won't be, you won't be sad. And coming in at number eight is from boom studios it's war for the planet of the apes issue number four of four this is written by david walker and illustrated by jonas scharf this is some beautiful art this is a runner-up art winner here um definitely colorist winner of the week here the color in this was phenomenal done by jason wordy just a mixture of beautiful realistic looking colors this is all gritty this all looks very real 
it has a photo photorealistic kind of feel to it with the apes and caesar and how they look but you can tell this is just a lot of lines this is a lot of love poured into this it is just it's just gorgeous 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 stunning stunning beautiful art but this is the prequel to the latest planet of the apes movie that just came out and i love this setup they establish the characters it's sort of that establishment of the the base that the apes live on at the beginning of the movie uh it's it's just great stuff they have that that leader that is going against the apes no at no, no matter what the cost to just murder every ape that exists and they are just at the birth of the virus that's infected the planet and how it's affecting the frontal lobe of all humans and kind of turning them ape-like and so but you do see that that character that militia leader that's in the movie that shows his sort of early motivation without spoiling it and how he decides to travel the earth and kill as many apes as he can possibly get his hands on <laughs> and at the same time you you do see some humans that are being affected by the virus like their train of thought and their their limiting their speech and they seem to can't um they can't sort of even function or walk it's like it's happening but it's a great little setup and prequel you also get to see that strange ape that's in the movie that's with the bald head that that calls himself bad ape and he's just sort of sort of the one you fall in love with and he's adorable in the movie you get to see a little more of him and the zoo that he lived in and what sort of happened there and the people that are involved with the zoo and what happened to them so it's just this great well done little prequel that i've already saw i've seen the movie and i thought it was really super good by the way if you haven't seen war on the planet of the apes go see it it's great it's probably uh out of the theaters now coming to video soon i'm sure but this was great great overall series altogether i would definitely definitely get it and check it out beautiful like i said stunning art and that is war on the planet of the apes four of four just a little mini series it's over with but definitely worth taking a look at and coming in at number seven is uh, one of the new number ones, one of two of the new number ones that just came out. It's from Image Comics. It's Slots, issue number one. And Slots is written and drawn by Dan Panosian. It's got to be tough to do the art and the writing. But I love this. It's set in Las Vegas. It has this very realistic southern bastard kind of feel and look to it. Sean, um, I mean, Dan Panosian's art is just is gorgeous in this. It has this... A lot of reds he lives in the, he loves the color red and like i said if you like the art in southern bastards it's kind of that style but it's it's the way that he just lovingly romantically draws las vegas and the las vegas setting it's really just wonderful it's a love letter to las vegas thank you dan panosian uh the main character stan is this charming scoundrel that's really just kind of down on his luck and he's an old-time boxer and he really just wants to make this last ditch sort of odd effort or plan to get his life back on track i think or just to kind of make a last couple of the last couple of uh, you know uh, money making schemes to hit the road or there's even one scene where maybe he was going to kill himself he has this gun he's kind of pointing it towards himself and then like his son calls like it, it, there was just that moment where you maybe he was gonna gonna end it and he didn't and kind of it solidifies his idea to go back to vegas and try a couple of schemes one last failed hopefully you know effort here to come through with this plan to make him some quick cash and he can i don't know drive off into the sunset with his red cadillac and motorhome but you kind of fall you know in love with the guy you're kind of hoping for him you kind of you can kind of see he's a guy down on his luck he's an everyday man and 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 i easily got behind that and again set in this loving setting of las vegas just a love letter to las vegas 
and he's gonna try to like maybe box this young guy and he's calling some of his friends that are all just sort of all scoundrels as well and uh, even when he's just driving his convertible red Cadillac down the strip and he's passes New York New York it just gives it this this loving this this lighting that just kind of makes it really just sparkle and look romantic like I said it's even worth it just for those panels alone to see the sort of attention to detail that he spent on Las Vegas alone but I love this I want to see what happens to this guy I want to see if this if he if he gets away with his schemes or falls horribly on his face that is slots <laughs> jump in grab it it's an image comic it's fantastic and again, uh, just it seems like just a love letter from Dan Panosian to Las Vegas. But uh, coming in at number six is from Image Comics. It is Regression, issue number five. It's been a top pick in the past. Written by Colin Bunn and art, stunning art. Artist winner of the week a few times, Mr. Danny Luckert. And this is this strange story where he has sort of a split personality. He's trying to go to regression therapy to take care of it. This guy also has just a, this great sort of platonic relationship with his best friend that's a woman and she's actually i love the sort of realism in there that that there's sort of psychiatry is done in a respectful way and uh hypnosis therapy regression therapy is is treated in a very realistic and positive way here it's just it's also just a great little kind of buddy cop thing that they set up here with the two policemen that are on our main character adrian's trail because there are bodies being left behind when he's trying to help himself with this multiple personality. He also like admittedly says he will he'll turn himself in. He wants to, you know, he did the crime, he'll do the time even if he wasn't in the right state of mind. I like that sort of approach here. Uh, but this is horrifying. This um <laughs> this Shakespearean like persona that's trapped in him is this this is just an evil person and in this sort of regression therapy that he goes into he sees this seriously evil woman who seems to be the the puppet master of trying to merge adrian's personality with this shakespearean strange man possibly that's just a bit of what's going on here without spoiling it all but i again i just like the realistic approach oh there's some great pinups in the back i love the bonus pinups that are in the back check those out but regression you should be reading it from the beginning it is it is horror it's twisted <laughs> um but uh and he loves to sort of sprinkle in cockroaches and bugs and and maggots and flies it's just sort of this weird horrific twist but it's it's not like you're watching a Marilyn Manson video or anything <laughs> there's there's definitely it's all still very much in the light in, in a way it's not a dark comic but they so they play with that but a lot of it is set in a very bright colorful setting so <laughs> but still Regression, check it out. Uh, Danny Luckert on art, stupendous. And coming in at number five is also a image comic. It is Motor Crush, Crush, issue number six. And this is story by Brendan Fletcher, script by Brendan Fletcher, art by Cameron Stewart, and beautiful tons and tons and tons of pink coloring from Babs Tar. This is the Batgirl team for that did Batgirl for a while for through DC Comics, so. They know, it, it definitely has this, they are hitting on all cylinders. This is the most improved comic from issue one to where they are now in issue number seven. It just keeps getting better and better. This wins the award for most improved comic every single week. It just keeps getting better. At its core, it's a father-daughter story. And they're reunited here, but in a strange way. She is uh, dependent on this substance called Crush that's actually used for vehicles. It's like a nitrous oxide, but she needs it to live. So she, they kind of give you some backstory here about her being experimented on. 
about her dad's neighbor friend that he kind of has a crush on that sort of synthesizes this crush material to make it less harmful for her. Our main character has like seizures if she doesn't take crush, but everyone else needs it for their car or motorcycle to go really fast. So it's really weird. I love the shift in uh, Dominique. That's the main character, her dad and how this is sort of a, a jump forward in time because she took a bunch of crush and went into the future, which is weird. And the dad, the dad really turns the dark side. He was this very positive, loving being, but his daughter has been gone for two years. She was gone. And so I love the little time jump here. It's really interesting. I love now that that crush, this drug that goes in cars, but she inhales it, is now completely forbidden in the world that she lives in. So they've really just made a fundamental story change here, a shift that I thought was really super interesting. So it's like it's a second arc and it's a real clean sort of fresh start in a second arc. So even if you start here, you're fine with number seven, but I would definitely go back and get issued number one through six. But yeah, it's this speed racer kind of world that they live in. I mean, it's just, uh, there's some very awkward ex-girlfriend sort of moment here where her girlfriend, her ex-girlfriend has moved on and is very happy and she has to sort of live with that and it's awkward and painful for our main character. So great character development, fun speed racer kind of world you live in and it's Motor Crush. Go get it. It's issue number seven. Go get the one through six. I highly recommend it if that, if you like sort of speed, you like a strong female character, but she has some sort of strange powers and we still don't know why she's completely dependent on this crush stuff but she's been experimented on if that appeals to you go get motor crush immediately but coming in at number four is from abstract studios mr terry moore's motor girl issue number nine terry moore is a professor in character development for comics here you are in a workshop when you read his his comics uh like strangers in paradise and it's, this is just wonderful storytelling. It's great character development in this. Our primary character, Sam, who kind of runs a junkyard and she really suffers from PTSD. Uh, she was a Marine and like in, in some sort of tour in Iraq. And, and they showed in the last few issues some horrible things she went through. And her PTSD is so bad that she's created this make-believe character, uh, Gorilla, named Mike, that she speaks to. And let me tell you, Motor Girl's like real sort of feeling and real approach to proper character development is beautiful here. And it's the pacing really. It's 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 about the little subtle ways that Terry Moore, he's, he's mastered it and how he tells the story in little subtle ways with subtle features on the face. And how they address PTSD here is is realistic and it shows how it's difficult and how in social situations it can be really tough to deal with people with PTSD and how to how to do what's right for them and it's awkward at times and he really ha kind of handles that here and addresses it some people can be really open and upfront but ultimately it's a really tough thing to deal with and I love that the character Libby that he's that he's designed who's this older kind of grandmother character to Sam is really trying in any way that she can to kind of deal with Sam and help her deal with these emotional problems that she has from her horrible experience in Iraq and there's just thousands of little subtle facial emotions that Terry Moore has really just got an absolute handle on for his characters. And all of them really give this feeling of immersion. And it's just very rare in comics that you get that. And it's a black and white comic, which uh, is even harder to get. So get Motor Girl. Uh, there's aliens here. There are aliens that they've befriended, but there is this strange government entity coming after them. And so it's a lot about that. Very kind of action-packed. Sprinkled in with some, some horrifying little glimpses into her tour in Iraq. That, that caused this sort of emotional breakdowns that she has in her make-believe friend, Gorilla Mike. 
But, oh, there's also even some bonus pick uh, pinups in the back of this. So great bonus pinups worth looking at. I love the little bonus stuff that Terry Moore throws in. But check out Motor Girl only on issue 9. Go grab them all. They're super, super good. But now here we go. Now breaking into the top three comic books. So this is the big three. Coming in at number three is from Marvel Comics. Star Wars Darth Vader issue number six. And this is uh, written by Charles Soule, pencils by Giuseppe Camancoli. And I'm uh, so sorry. <laughs> but uh, this is just a fun Star Wars romp for Darth Vader here. He just finished up in the sort of previ previous arc fighting a Jedi. I won't tell you what happens there. But he does steal his lightsaber in order to corrupt the kyber crystal and create his own red lightsaber that's so iconic that we all know and love his red lightsaber. So that fight all went down. The beginning sequence here is Darth Vader's suit is all destroyed. He's just clinging onto life barely. And they show him in those those healing tanks. That's just, just so iconic when it comes to Star Wars. And it's just the glowing blue eyes and all the sort of steam and bubbles that are there. And it's his chamber, but he's he's kind of silhouetted or he's drawn white. Darth Vader's drawn into the shadows, but you can see his his he has no arms and no legs and it's just this gruesome opening sequence, and of course the Emperor is there to just kind of make sure everything he's doing is for the love of the Empire. You will do as the Empire says, my young apprentice. But it's just great stuff. I just uh, loved, loved, love the new characters they introduce here in Darth Vader issue number six. It's great stuff. There is this sort of Sith order that are like these skilled fighting librarians. They have a strange name for them, but... They ultimately tell one of them to attack Darth Vader. So it's this great action Jedi Sith lightsaber battle in the in in Coruscant and in, in the Jedi Temple. So it's it's just great action sequence. Action winner of the week for sure. And I just love the way Darth Vader just looks like a badass in this. Like I said, he's often in the shadows, and he just looks menacing and evil. And I love that. That's how it should be. And him fighting this crazy Sith librarian was a lot of fun. And his lightsaber design is very cool. It's like a cross between Darth Maul and Count Dooku. Kind of in the middle there. But I love the design of the characters, of the look of it. There's even the Emperor standing in front of this Jedi uh, outfit in sort of this container. That looks amazing. Like, why haven't we seen that? So there's some great character design from Giuseppe Camincoli here. But action sequences, absolutely fun. Lightsaber duels. Darth Vader is a badass. That's all you need. Go get Darth Vader issue number six. It's wonderful. Make your Jedi heart go thumpity thumpity thump. But coming in at number two is from DC Comics. It is Nightwing. Issue number two of six. The New Order. And I love this. This is this strange little other world story of dick grayson is sort of the leader of the law enforcement that of, Gar of gotham and other places it's like this primary colonel of law enforcement dick grayson is nightwing and it's in the future to where 90 percent of everyone with powers is dead uh he released some sort of capsule and some sort of spray this red sort of foamy stuff that floats around the world and killed everyone with powers ultimately and he's okay with it He's turned into kind of this propaganda-wielding uh, person that's strange to see where he's developed towards. Is this, this man that really believes in what he's doing because actually it has shown now in this world that without all the powered beings, the world is a better place. 
Um, and there's this great two-page splash with, it's just like, the Justice League and the Legion of Doom on separate sides coming together as 12 people hit 12 people in this center clash, in this two-page splash. That was absolutely worth just getting the comic to look at that alone. Gorgeous, beautiful splash here of, like I said, JLA and, and the Legion of Doom clashing. It's just great. Everyone's there. And this also at its heart is very much a family-driven story with, with Alfred just really being the mentor to Dick Grayson's son, who his name is Jake, I believe. And, and Dick Grayson had their son or was married to Starfire. She seems to be gone. Uh, well, maybe. There is some hint I've read ahead, l light spoilerish alert, that maybe we get to see her again. So maybe she's off. They're just sort of divorced. <laughs> and she's heading back their way. But this is where now he's realized that his son has powers. And so now is he going to be a hypocrite? And it's his son. I mean, what's he going to do? He's just battling that conflict, right? I am this man of power. It is my son. We'll make an exception. Or... Well, we should turn him in and send him to the camps. And I love how Alfred says, like, well, has anyone returned from these superpowered camps? And and Dick Grayson just gives Alfred a look like, yeah, they don't. But, you know, so what? I am the I am the power. I am, you know, kind of this this all powerful person. And, you know, screw you. It's my way. I just it's it's interesting how they've drawn Dick Grayson, but very believable at the same time, because ultimately he believes that. He healed the world by sort of killing everyone with powers. So I like it. I like it. I love it. It's beautifully drawn as well. The team here is phenomenal. Uh, this is the cover artist winner of the week with Trevor McCarthy. His art is gorgeous. Check this out. It's written by Kyle Higgins. And heck of a, a cliffhanger at the end. This is the, the winner of the week for amazing cliffhanger. <laughs> you have to see this. But it's, it's almost like uh, Jake Grayson. I think that is his name. Pardon if, I'm, if I got that wrong. It's sort of the birth of his character. Because his powers are, are developing. And at the same time, he hid it from his dad because he knew the world they live in uh, is, is a mess with how it, when it comes to special powered people or metahumans, etc. And so it's just that, that, that conflict there between sort of doing the right thing or does he have, uh, uh, you know, does he have special privilege because of who Dick Grayson is, sort of this leader of all law enforcement, or will he turn his son in who is special powered? So great, unique storytelling. It's a mini series. It's Elseworld, Otherworld, whatever you want to call it. It's out there. It's out of continuity. It is what it is. Just enjoy it for the ride. Alfred's very old in this. So it's sometime in uh, 2050 or something. Nightwing, New Order, issue number two. Go get it. Go grab number one. It was, I think, a high. it was high pick of the week, and I think it was a cover art winner. It's phenomenal stuff. Trevor McCarthy, wonderful, wonderful art. An interesting, twisted little tale of Dick Grayson being the all-powerful governor of law enforcement. Check it out. Nightwing New Order. But the number one. The one that beat them all. Yes, the numero uno. The top of the mountain all alone is Batman. White Knight issue number one from DC Comics. This is the art winner. Beautiful, beautiful art winner with... With uh, with Mr. Sean Gordon, and this is written by or Sean Murphy, Sean Gordon Murphy, and written by Sean Murphy, uh, with some help on colors by Matt Hollingsworth. So gorgeous, gorgeous art here. Like as as I said, so many lines, so such so much subtle attention to details here. Really, this play in the light and dark that just makes things really stand out. It's just 
gorgeous stuff. This is the second of the new number ones that made it to the countdown this week. And I love this. It's definitely out of continuity. It's otherworldly again. It's funny the number one and two have that otherworld kind of feel. Uh, this has just an interesting little role reversal here. The story is a little bit Freaky Friday and a little bit Lego Batman-esque. <laughs> I also like the bit of the sort of media discussion about Batman here and that he's more of a hindrance than he is helping Gotham. It really sort of helps the premise, which the premise is ultimately that the Joker is back at Axis Chemicals, they're having a fight, Batman takes the fight too far, and just jams a bunch of pills down the Joker's throat. And ultimately it kind of, quote unquote, heals the Joker and how he deals with that. That's just the very premise of it. It is an interesting, there's some really interesting little super detailed panels. I love Sean Murphy's art where he, like the Joker is sitting in Arkham Asylum surrounded by Batman paraphernalia. And there's even a... A nod to the 89 Batman with Michael Keaton where it shows a, like an action figure of Jack Nicholson firing that long revolver at the Batwing. <laughs> just an iconic moment from the 89 Batman movie. It's gorgeous. You could live in just the super detail of that panel alone seeing the Joker sort of heal. Yeah, strangely, uh, maybe it's just like one of those pills that makes you use 100% of your brain or something, but it makes him hyper-intelligent. It's, it's, it's sort of quelling his unique psychosis that is the Joker. And he is now doing the research, doing some homework in prison, finding ways that uh, legally Batman should not be allowed to do anything that he's doing and showing that it's police corruption. And I just love the sort of concept of this. And yes, they have that sort of Batman Lego movie where the Joker says, you need me and I'm your number one. And there is no Batman without the Joker. And Batman's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> it's just very much the premise of the Batman Lego movie. If you haven't seen that, go see it. But it's just, it's sprinkled into this. And I love that. That the Joker's like heartbroken. That Batman doesn't give a crap about him. And he's just another villain that he has to put down and run over with the Bat car. And just move on to the next crazy villain. But Batman's Joker's beat up by that. But it's going to be a little Freaky Friday in here is what I've read ahead. It's a mini-series. It's going to be seven issues. Batman White Knight, easily the number one pick of the week. Great premise, gorgeous, 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 gorgeous art from Sean Murphy and written by him as well. Great writing, good stuff. Top notch, A1, A+. Number one pick of the week, Batman White Knight. Go get it. Trust me, go get it. So there you go. There you have it. That's the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 127. Let me lock the vault door. There you go. Yeah, it's a heavy vault. Those are my new comic book recommendations this week for New Comic Book Day, October 4th. Please go to a local comic book shop and buy these all immediately. Trust me, you will be happy. Walk in, tell them that Chris from Sunspots Comics sent you, and then smile. <laughs> if you have any questions, comments, or you'd like a personal comic book recommendation, please email me directly, chris at sunspotscomics.com. Maybe there's a comic book out there I should be reading. I, it's hard to figure everything out. I, I spend hours looking and scouring for what I believe will be really good comics. But maybe I'm missing something. Send me your recommendation. Email it to me. And I'll give you a shout out. Please check out our blog at blog.sunspotscomics.com. And like I said, my latest blog is on my BB-8 Sphero Superior Service Experience. Go check it out. Blog.sunspotscomics.com. Sign up for our newsletter at sunspotscomics.com contact. And please tune in next week for issue number 128. 
where I will be reading a list of 15 new comics that come out on October 11th. And there's five new number ones that I want to grab, so potentially 20 that I'll be reading. I hope the five are good so I can explain them and tell you all about them. You can jump on the new number ones. But here's just a, just a quick sneak peek into some of the awesome comic books that are coming out next week for Podcast 128. So in no particular order, Baby Teeth, issue number five. I can't wait to see that. It's a little baby demon, baby demon, hell baby monster. And this assassin uh, government conspiracy of them sort of killing previous hell babies. Got to see what, what happens there. Can't wait, baby teeth. I can't uh, recommend it anymore. Go grab it. Birthright 27. Yes, Daredevil 27. But loving Daredevil. Defenders number six. Top notch. Defenders has been amazing. It's going to be a really good week next week. Descender 25. Detective 966. More Batman. There's just tons of Batman. Always coming at you. Uh, the Flash 32. Harrow County 26. Big deal. I love it. It's the battle of Emmy and and, and her best friend. And I got to see what happens there. Uh, Normandy Gold. That's a strange little 70s noir story about uh, this this cop that's trying to avenge her daughter's death. And that fell into this crazy ring of prostitution. Normandy Gold. Can't wait. Uh, Trespasser. Issue number three. And Zojacon. Issue number four. So just to name a few. Just to give you a little sneak peek into some of the awesome comic books that are coming out next week. So it's going to be a re-dang-diculous week of comic books, folks. So please subscribe. Listen in. Tell a nerdy loved one to check out sunspotscomics.com. If you missed any of the links that I mentioned, don't worry. They're on the podcast show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that I inspired you to buy some great new comic books that's worth your money and worth your time. Please just give a little back and help us here at the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Just go over to iTunes, give us some kind, friendly words, and hit us with five stars. It really helps us. I will read it here on the podcast, personally thank you, and mail you a comic book-related prize. Right to you is just a thank you. So until next week, just hug the ones you love, spend some time with the ones you love, especially if they're nerdy. So thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you next week. Be like water, my friends. See you later. Bye-bye. Aloha. Since I felt the wind or your taste on my lips Seven revolutions around the sun Never wanted to hurt no one Yeah, seven revolutions Since I felt the wind or your taste on my lips And you went away But I ran away No, you went away Oh, oh, but I ran away I'm not ever coming back
chair 